Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tandy. And I'm Erin. And happy Valentine's Day! No, it's no, not. Um, but uh, in Glen Oak yeah, it is. I do not approve of that. In Glen Oak it is. It's the uh, 15th episode of our 7th Heaven podcast, uh, where, we'll be co- where we will be covering... Ep- Season 1, episode 15 of 7th Heaven, which is called Happy's Valentine. And again, Amazon Prime has kind of screwed up because on Amazon Prime the name of the episode is Happy Valentine, but uh, whatever. So the quick Google synopsis is... Happy gets hit by a car when Matt is left in charge of the household. Lucy attempts to celebrate her first Valentine's Day with Jimmy. Um, also, Google should learn that it is Jimmy Moon, not, j- not just Jimmy. So, all right, we're going to get into it? No. Yeah, so oh, wait, my... Oh, wait, no, wait, yeah, first impression? Uh, my first impression of this episode was probably, like, the only thing I really liked about it. Because um, <laughs> this one, I'm, guys, this left me, like, pretty traumatized. But um, was how... It was, that's so true. You were just... You didn't I, speak for a few moments. Yeah, I screamed really Your loudly. And, and, and then I couldn't move. But my first impression of this episode was really... I kind of like how they're setting up this um, kind of cast of characters now. Um, we've had about two episodes back-to-back with the Hamiltons, like, being a part of the Camden's day-to-day life and the Hamiltons make another appearance in this episode. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate this like kind of, uh, to uh, Hamilton Camden family dynamic there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your second impression, Aaron? Uh, on this one, I mean, it's, I don't know. I, there were some things I didn't notice the first time through on this one that traumatized you. <laughs> It did not traumatize me, but I was, um, I mean, you know, we're moving along. Um, like I, I think going past the first season, I really don't, I don't remember the Hamiltons playing such a big role in the first season, but moving forward, the Rev, the Revs still hang out and you still see like Patricia, but you get less, as, as the seasons go on, you get less, like fewer numbers of the kids. So like, you know, John eventually is like the only kid that you end up seeing in later seasons. Um, yeah, well, Gab- uh, Gabrielle Union got has, famous. Yeah, got famous, so, so she <laughs> didn't need to be there anymore. Yeah, and then, like, the the Lynn, the girl who plays Lynn, Camille Winbush, like, I don't know what happens to her, but her and Ruthie, like, you know, um, I, she's in the second season, um, but I don't know what happens to that friendship. And then, like, Nigel also disappears. So um, it's weird that the, the, the kids who are, like, seem to be the closest friends, Nigel and Simon and Lynn and Ruthie, end up, like, not... Uh, like, I don't think those kids ever, like, you know, like I said, Camille Winbush went on to be in Secret Life of the American Teenager, but but that's a b- big gap between Seventh Heaven <laughs> and that, so I don't know what else she was doing that she couldn't continue uh, being on Seventh Heaven, but, all So right. we're just going to do kind of like a scene-by-scene um, walkthrough for this episode. Yeah, because everybody's kind of together the whole time, yeah. so. Um, so it starts out with the cold open um, where... Annie's just got a phone call from Patricia Hamilton about going camping. It's a Friday. It's Valentine's Day. Um, they think it'll be a fun little couple's camping trip, and they are like, well, what are we going to do with the kids? And they're sitting there at the breakfast table, and Matt's like, well, don't look at me. I have a date. I can't watch the kids. We find out Mary has some plans with her friends. Uh, Lucy's got a date with Jimmy. So all the kids are like, no, we can't watch Simon and Ruthie. We all have our own plans. Um, to which I just was like, 
they, like the parents act like this is problematic, but I'm like, well, why don't they just tell them you have to cancel your plans because we want to do this and you have to watch the kids. I mean, like, that's really the only perk they have as parents, so they're not even using it. Right. I, I guess they like it's the deciding which kid to tell the, you know, cancel the plans because the other kids will be like, well, you know, you don't have to make us all cancel our plans. Um, we learn here also that some at some point Matt has turned seventeen. Yes. Um, so. So the updated ages we have Matt seventeen. I think Mary is like still, still fourteen, but maybe she's like supposed to turn fifteen soon. Uh, Lucy is thirteen, and then the like Simon's still ten. Ruthie is five or six. We yeah, don't know. We're, we're, it was we're unclear. Um, and we also learn in this scene once the kids all leave to go to school that um, the Rev is not a fan of camping. Yeah, he doesn't really want to go. So um, then there's the opening credits. And um, we have another, like, very long uh, opening credit sequence. Well, after the after the open cre- opening credits, I mean, where... But instead of panning around the neighborhood, they're pan- panning around the school, um, the kids' high school, I'm assuming. Yeah, we get to see all the cliques at lunch. Yeah, there's the popular kids, um, some of the loners. So there's I, a lot of diversity. Yeah. Good work. So I think... <laughs> At this point, it's got like so. It's at school, and then like John meets up with Matt, and they're talking about what they're gonna do because they kind of have realized that they're on the hook for this. Like they're they're trying to figure out how to work their plans around babysitting because they they kind of know they're not getting out of it. So John is like, "Oh well, um, I don't know." He's like, "My house is supposed to be empty," and then Matt's like, "No, it's not gonna be empty because Mary, Keisha, Lucy, Jimmy." And all the little kids are going to be there, and I was. But which doesn't make sense because everything is happening at the Camden's household. So I didn't understand I that think conversation. Somehow it shifts at a certain point, and they're like, "Oh, it's easier for us to hang out at the Camden's house." I don't really know. They made it seem like at first that everyone was going to be at the Hamilton house, and we we never see the Hamilton house in this episode. Uh, but John really wants to bring their double dates back home instead of taking them somewhere else. Um, so he wants to make sure that nobody's home. Um, so his big idea is getting Mary and Keisha to take the younger ones to the movies. Um, we have this scene where he, like, calls to Keisha. And I just wrote that John is a disrespectful clown. Yeah, yeah. Because he walks up, like, he's several feet away from her, and he's like, hey, Keisha, and, and then, then he whistles at her. Um, and, like, go, Keisha, because she's like, what do I look like, a dog? Like, you can't whistle at me. Yeah. Um, so then, like... So John proposes this to Keisha, and she's like, no, Mary and I aren't doing anything for you. Like, we're hanging out with our friends. So uh, we ha- so then it's up to Matt to figure out how to get, um, like, get this whole plan underway. So he kind of gets... Um, well, after school, like, Lucy gets in the car, and he's there with Mary. Well, before that happens, I just wanted to say that he's like, can't you do some girly stuff? Like, I don't know, makeovers? Or yeah. she's like, no, we have to watch videos. Right, yeah. So Mary, like, this because Matt asks Mary to, like, watch the kids, or, or no, to go up to go upstairs. He was like, can't you just hang out in, like, Keisha's room? And she's like, no, we want to watch videos, and it's like, there's no TV upstairs. So Lucy gets in the car, and they're like, hey, Lucy, why don't... Well, before... We like they try to figure that out. Lucy is the worst because she's like, oh, Lucy's the worst. She's like, oh, Jimmy's ha- Jimmy hates me because we're not going on an actual date for Valentine's Day. Right, and, Jimmy Moon is really set on going to the movies. So, which also is so out of character for Jimmy Moon because Jimmy Moon is unable to get upset about anything because right. he doesn't. He has like one base emotion that he stays at at all times. And I mean, as we see later, and and I think in the past, like Jimmy Moon is like 
very respectful of, like, the Rev and, and Annie and stuff. So the fact that, like, obviously Lucy's like, I can't go to the movies because I have to, you know, my parents won't let me. I have to babysit. Um, I don't imagine that he would, he would probably be like, okay, well, it's something you have to do for your family. Yeah. I understand. Um, so the, uh, your family comes before our budding romance. <laughs> like, he didn't say any of this, but I imagine... Yeah, but she's freaking out. So uh, Matt proposes to Lucy that she take the, the little kids to, to the movies and like also take Jimmy to the movies. So it's kind of a date. Um, and then Lucy like get bla- bribes the. But, yeah, no, Lucy blackmail. Like, yeah, blackmails, blackmails them. Yeah. Or takes she makes them bribe her. Yeah, because she's like, okay, well, if I'm going to the movies, I'm gonna need. and then Matt gives her $10, and then she turns to Mary, and she's like, oh, well, from you too. And she was like, oh, if Jimmy buys the, you know, the tickets, then, like, you don't need $10. And she's like, we're going to need snacks. Apparently popcorn costs $10 in 1997. I mean, it kind of, it does now. (laughs) Yeah, but not in 1997. I don't know. I used to watch, like, movies for, like, $5 in 1997. I wasn't born yet. Um, (laughs) Well. So they give her the money, uh, and then she's got to convince Jimmy that this is a good idea. And she has another classic phone conversation Mm -hmm. with Jimmy about this. Um, In which, the only thing I've ever noticed, he goes, goes, it makes me nervous to do something the Reverend wouldn't approve of. Um, Clearly he has a lot of respect for the Rev. I have a couple of notes about this conversation. First, that Jimmy Moon wants to take uh, Lucy to go see the French movie that they saw on the couch on their first date. (laughs) Because he's a true romantic. Um, and second, like he, the kids are going to go see what he calls an anima- animation retrospective. Except, why don't they just call it by its name? It's just Looney Tunes. Well, I think it was in like retrospective. I think it was like just like a collection of smaller like TV cartoons. Ah. So it wasn't like an actual film. It's it's just like collections of shorter cartoons. Uh, but the but Jimmy Moon does have this one line where he goes, "You're really a risk taker." I really like it. <laughs> but of course he said it, he says it in his Jimmy Moon oh, yeah. voice. You're really a risk taker. I really like it. That's cr- yeah, that's more like it. Um so Oh, Dwight makes another appearance. He's still here. Um which is the next thing I have written down. Um cuz oh, we haven't really talked about what the one of the other major things that are happening right. in this episode. So the, the, the they're finally ready to give the puppies away. The the puppies have been they're they're old enough now that they can be separated from Happy. Um, there's a great line where Ruthie is like, I don't want to give them away. Um, and Annie is like, oh, well, I think that they're starting to get in Happy's way. And Ruthie goes, I get in your way, but you still keep me around. Um, and Annie's like, oh, well, you know, you're not going to be want to be here when you're 30. And Ruthie's like, I guess I also might not want to be here when I'm seven or eight. <laughs> yeah. So Ruthie's planning to move out in, in the imminent Which is probably future. for the best. Yes. Um, uh, need to leave those crazy Camdens. So, Dwight. Dwight is there to uh, pick up the puppies. Um, he has a sw- scene where he's like, I'm going to name them Simon and Ruthie. I guess not, an honor. And not Bean Blossom. And not Bean Blossom. And not whatever his mom wanted to name him, which was like Plush Princess or something. Yeah, like something like, weird. Plum, also, sugar Plum or something like, like that. We also really enjoyed the, the way that they shot this scene. because So Dwight and his mother come over to get the puppies, and Simon brings them downstairs and at this point the They're, parents are pretty much ready to leave to go on the trip trip like the, all the hamiltons are at the camden house um 
And so he brings the puppies down, and we never see, like, Dwight's mother's face for, for like... Most of the scene is covered, or she has her back to the camera, and I'm like, we're never going to see this woman's face. Like, she's just going to be in the scene to be his mother, and that's it. Yeah, they didn't want to, like, bill her. It's just maybe, like, they had an actress booked, but she she wasn't able to make it that day, so they pulled, like, someone who worked on the show to be. But, but we did actually we see, see this mother. woman's face. Um, we see her face, yeah. She's, wear- so, she's wearing this weird, like, sweater vest with hearts all over it. There was a lot of nineties fashion in this in this um, episode. So I can't even It's the nineties fashion that traumatized me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't even that's not even fashion. <laughs> okay. Or lack of fashion, I guess. So um, the the plan is kind of, oh, so then Lucy has to convince So Lucy Jimmy gets on board with the plan to um uh, to, to, to go to the movies and, and babysit the kids at the movies. What Lucy calls creative babysitting. So then Lucy's gotta convince the kids that they wanna go. And they don't, like, she goes in, and it's Simon, Lynn, uh, Nigel. Nigel, and Ruthie. And they're just playing. This is before the puppies are given away. They're just kind of playing. And she's like, oh, do you guys want to go to the movies? And they all, they're all just kind of like, no. And she's like, oh, you can see that animation film. And Nigel and Lynn are like, we've already seen it. And Lucy's like, oh, but wasn't it good? Don't you want Ruthie and Simon to see it? And they're all just kind of like, nah. Um... And I forget even what she does to... I think no, she just like, tells them. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, you're seeing it. She's like, you're going to the movies. And you mentioned that, like... This is the way that the the Camden parents should have dealt with their children. They should have just been like, you're staying home and you're babysitting. That's it. Yeah. Um, well, the, I, the next thing I have written down, and you, we can, I don't know if this is, like, jumping too far ahead. I have, where did you get that cellular phone? Oh, yeah, well, that's jumping <laughs> way oh. too far ahead. All right. Okay, so the next thing I have is... Um, that they're at the movie theater, and the move, the French movie that they're going to go see is called Parlez-vous French. French. And, of course, the animation film is just Looney, Looney Tunes. Tunes. Um, so, yeah, Parlez-vous French. And then, so they bought, so I think it was, like, John or Matt drove them, um, and then they buy the tickets and they go inside and they're ready to split up, and Simon is like, give me ten bucks. <laughs> um, so Lucy has to give Simon... Well, Lucy gives the she has to give ten bucks to Simon and ten bucks to Nigel. She loses the money that she's just made yes. off of Matt and Mary. Right. So everybody is blackmailing everyone. And we later learn that Nigel and Lynn had blackmailed uh, John earlier as well. Right. The, the real winners. I think Nigel was like really the real yeah. winner here because when he asked Lucy for money, I was like, no, you can't do that. If I were Lucy, I'd be like, no, fuck you. Like you should have, you know, blackmailed your own siblings. I only have money for Simon, so that she only would have lost, you know, she half of her earnings. She would have, yeah, she would have made a ten dollar profit. But now she's back at net zero. Right. But of course, this, of course, this happens to Lucy. She's the only idiot that wouldn't just be like, "No, Nigel, you can't." But then I feel like Ruthie would have just taken the money. <laughs> but basically, there's a big cycle of people taking money, for, uh, the kids taking money from their elder siblings, which kind of comes back up later in that stupid scene. Yeah, that which we, is uh, uh, there's um, a real bad scene. Um, I. So the, I think the next thing that happens, because we I did, really didn't take a lot of notes here, but the next thing that happens is uh, Matt and John come home with their dates, which we never get their names, I don't think. Well, we're never going to see them again, yeah. so unimportant. <laughs> but they basically start, both of them start making out in the kitchen for like a hot second. And then they hear like, like this noise from the Camden's d- love den. 
Uh, and they go in and they open like the sliding doors and there's a big party going on. Yeah, it's a boy-girl party. Right. Well, because Mary and, and Keisha come over and that's like, what are you doing? I thought it was just going to be a few friends. And then Keisha's like, oh, well... The, oh, oh, he said a few girlfriends and she's like, oh, well, they brought some guy friends. So... Um, then Matt and John are like, oh, well, we're going to get in trouble anyway, so we might as well enjoy the party. i just like to note here that uh, Keisha earlier in this episode is wearing a button-down shirt just like like normally. And she's but, got it tied. Yeah, yeah, but when the when she's at the party, it's tied up to show like her... Her, like, her navel. Yeah, her navel. Like, it's like turned into a crop top. Yeah. And then later... And then after the, when, when the parents come home. When the party's like, over, it's she's back to normal again. So, ooh, Keisha. Yeah, um, she's very risque. Um, and I guess this is... Th- so okay, wait, I just want to have, like, just just a word about this party. Yeah. So they're in high school, and everybody's walking around with either, like, a Diet Pepsi or a bottle of water. Um, but this changes later on. Like, I think they, they cut away from the scene and they come back. But I was like, the I would think that the point of having this party would be for all of these underage people to go somewhere to drink, because that's generally what people do at high school parties. Like, I don't... (laughs) So I was really having trouble to see what the big... Like, why Matt and John were like, well, we're going to be in so much trouble because they pretty much were doing exactly what they had told their parents they were going to do, having a few friends over. It turned into a little more than, like, you know, four or five friends, but Mm -hmm. I don't really see this as, like, a reason to really get in trouble. Uh, Back to camping, we have um, general... Oh, well, yeah, so... The, throughout the, this is like a, this was kind of an annoying part of the episode because the rev before they go the rev's like oh we don't have to go don't you think we should stay home with Ruthie she doesn't want to say goodbye to the puppies don't you think whatever and just this ties back into it too before they leave when Dwight takes the puppies um, Annie tells Simon oh you need to pay close attention to Happy tonight because she might try to get out to find the puppies so foreshadowing because obviously in the synopsis I told you what happened so um all right, so back to camping. Now now we're at the campsite. Um, so another gender roles being inverted on their head because the women really like the camping, but, but the no, men but don't. But they don't really. Well. Because it show, first it shows the men at the campfire, and they're talking about how they hate camping. It's cold, the bugs, et cetera, et cetera. But then it cuts to inside the tent, and Annie and Patricia are like, oh, I can't believe they think we're doing this because we like it. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's they true. Both need that's a va- true. They need a vacation. That's why we did this. Which is where we see what they have planned for Valentine's Day up in these cold woods. So we're in the cold woods. <laughs> cold, dark woods, remember. And they... <laughs> oh, God, guys. So, okay, and then, so, so Patricia... Okay, so Patricia and Annie are in the tent. And uh, Patricia takes out this, mm-hmm. like, pink, frilly mess of... <laughs> It's lingerie. lingerie. It's lingerie. It's meant to be sexy lingerie. It looks like... I don't know what it looks like. It doesn't look like anything, anything that I can, I've ever seen no. in my life. But all I can say is that it's like really big and frumpy on the top, and it just gets tinier and tinier it's kind of until like, it um, gets like to the furry. bottom. I like imagine yeah. it being like... like I definitely saw some like... Um, I don't know. Like fuzzies. On and it. lace and like... Yeah. Um, and then Annie shows hers, like this, and it's like this red, red silk s- number. Yeah. And I'm like... Okay. And then she's like, oh, this is this is fine because we won't see this on anyone. Spoiler. <laughs> but um, that's when uh, 
We're so still, then we'll stay. We'll stay at the campground for a second. Right, because well, this is when the beeper goes off, and Patricia and Annie, who are obviously think their husbands need a break from work, are like, "What are you doing?" And they run out of the tent, and um, the Rev gives. Um, so, so Reverend Hamilton has the beeper that goes off, and then Reverend Camden jumps up and he grabs a cell phone that, and, and then Annie goes, where did you get that cellular, cellular phone? phone. Um, and the Reverend Hamilton's like, I don't recognize this number on my beeper, I'm just going to call it to find out who it is, and we find out that the, Rev, the Reverend Camden got this, the cellular phone from, um, like, some of the, he borrowed it from, like, one of the deacons at the church. Um, and he said he brought it just for in case of emergency or if they wanted to check in on the kids later on. So Reverend Hamilton calls the number, and um, we find out he he gives the, he hands the phone to Patricia as soon as like the person on the other line picks up, and Patricia walks away to take the call. And Reverend Hamilton explains that Patricia has an ex-husband who calls her every single Valentine's Day because it was their anniversary. Um, which, like, he really needs to get over it. Um, well, yeah, that's... but also just before he, like, opens up to the Camdens about this, the Camdens are like, uh, this isn't any of our business, so we shouldn't ask about it. But then pointedly look to Reverend Ham and, like, at, like force him to basically talk. So what is the point? Um, but, yeah. So now there's a rift, and uh, poor Patricia cannot wear her pink frilly number for right, right. her husband because they're now fighting. So shall we go back to the Camdens and the Hamilton kids? Yeah, let's do that for a second. Uh, so this party... Um, so now there are two guys who have beer there. And, yeah. And Matt is, like, okay, Keisha's... T- like, there's there's... So Matt and John are trying to enjoy the party with their dates. Then they see, like, Keisha is talking to some guy who's, like, 18, and she's like, I'm 18 almost, but I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be, like, Mary's age, so she's, like, 14. Um, And then Keisha, like, spots a boy for Mary, like, across the room. Also, I'd like to take a moment to say, like, what Keisha, like, the things that she spouts about this man. He's got a 3.8 GPA, and that's what sells it for Mary, and Mary goes and talks to this guy. Um, well, Keisha's like, do you want me to introduce you? And Mary's like, I got it. <laughs> so, um, And then Matt spots the two of them, with uh, two random other guys with alcohol. And <laughs> he tells them that they have to get rid of the beer. And what they do is they, well, first he's like, oh, no alcohol. And they're like, it's just beer. And then he's like, you have to get rid of it. And they put it in, in a lamp, like <laughs> in a lampshade. Yes. Um, so that was odd. Uh and then while and and so at the same time that Matt is yelling at the guys for drinking, uh, John is like yelling at Keisha for like being like hanging out with this guy that's too old for her, um, and their dates. Uh, John and Matt's dates become like uninterested, and they they find some other guys at the party. At one point, well, John's date has a cigarette in her hand. Right, but it's not lit, lit. and like Matt, like, pull, like Matt takes it away from like, her. What are you doing? Uh, um, <laughs> Little, let's just go back to... Oh, let's uh, let's go back to the movie theater now. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> so, Lucy gives um, Jimmy this card that she made, and it's, like, pretty, like, heartfelt, pretty sweet card. Um, and I forget what the... what well, he, I, a- I didn't even hear when, when, when Lucy reads the card that... So, Jimmy gives Lucy a card that's basically, like, a joke card. The, I think the cover of it said something like, you are, like, a sweet melody or something like that, and then you open it up, and it's, like, um... And you're such a strain. Like, it's, like, it's a... Yeah, It's yeah. really, like, it's a... Whatever, it's a joke card, like, like yeah, Aaron it's said. Yeah, it's a joke card. 
and um, Lucy's, Lucy's upset. angry because she like wrote this like sweet card. Um, and he's like, I th- Jimmy Moon's like, well, I thought because we were going to see a heavy movie that I'd get, like, a light card. <laughs> so, um, and, like, the other thing is this conversation is happening at during full. During the movie. And at full volume. Yeah. There's no, like, whispering or, well, like. the movie's in French. Everyone's reading the subtitles, so. <laughs> or or making out. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, and there are people making out. So then, w- w- then so basically the little kids are, are throwing, pop- like, Simon and Nigel are throwing popcorn at people in the theater, and then an usher comes and pulls them out. And when the usher comes, like, obviously the usher was like, who are you here with? So they they go to get Lucy and Jimmy because they're like, you have to take these kids home. And But what, before the usher comes in to get Lucy and Jimmy, we, we see them, like, Lucy is looking longingly at these people who are making out during the movie, and you can tell she, like, she just wants to be kissed by Jimmy Moon. She so. says something like, um, you could, apo- it's, like, you could apologize, and she's like... By but doing something. Yeah, it's, like not right. about, it's not about what you say, it's about what you do. And then Jimmy Moon catches her, like, staring at the people making out. And he, he understands. Kind of like, catches like, on. He's like, oh, that's that's what you want. And she's like, yeah. And so they start to, like, lean in to start kissing, and then... And then Simon appears with the usher, usher and he's yeah. like, we have to go. So... I just want to know, like, how... Simone. Simone, yes. Where, like, the usher came from? Like, did, did somebody, like, tell complain, the... Complain? and the, Or, like, was the usher there the entire time and he saw this happening? Um, if so, like... It's just... It's it's convenient, like, uh, plot point to have the usher there. Well, I mean, it's also a television show, so... <laughs> Whatever. I like picking the show apart. Um, All right. Well... Let's go back to the campground now. Oh, this is when you screamed. Yes. Okay, so um, we find out that um, Patricia's ha- ex-husband, uh, they were only married for a year after high school. He is... His name was is Kevin, and uh, he's Irish. That's really... Yeah. Uh, again, don't understand the point of that but, conversation. But basically, there's, like, some tension in the Hamilton tent, so they're kind of just, like... Well, they just talk a little bit about, you know, who Kevin is... Um, but then it cuts to the Camden tent, and this, this was when you screamed. Because. You screamed. Because. And then you had your face buried, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh man, this is, this took a toll on you. I could tell. Annie was wearing her red lingerie. Annie was wearing her red lingerie. Okay? And we saw it. We, we saw it. And they were about, like, there was, like, sexy parents about to happen. There, yeah, there was a line where, like, she was like, oh, you know what we should do. And he was like, and like the, ho- oh, you know, I really hope I do. Like, and the revs wear, okay, so she's wearing this lingerie number. And, like, everybody's familiar with lingerie and how it doesn't keep you warm. And they're at this cold, dark, like, woodsy place, right? Well, the, and the rev is holding her. So I right. Guess, but, like, the Rev is wearing, like, a thermal, and he's, like, super warm or whatever, and... Well, they were about to be wearing nothing. Ugh. <laughs> ugh, ugh. <laughs> but then... Okay, so we, we kind of have to back it up a little bit. So this party's going on, and not that the, Re- the Revs knew about it, but after Patricia gets off the phone with her ex and hands the Rev the phone back, Reverend Camden's like, oh... What if we just called Sergeant Michaels and ask him to do a drive-by of the house, and if it looks like, you know, everything's fine, he doesn't need to do anything, but if it looks like something's going on, maybe he could just, you know, do, like, a wellness check. So um, the phone, the, the cell phone starts to ring, and... Um, 
Well, we should probably go back to when Sergeant Michael goes to the house and what happens there. Okay, yeah. So Sergeant Michaels goes to the house not because, I mean, maybe a little bit of both, not because the revs called him, but because he found Happy had been hit by a car and he came to the house because um, he was like, hi, is the, you know, first, first we find out, all right, the first thing Sergeant Michaels does is he sees his son, and his son is one of the kids with the beer. So first he scolds his son, and he's like, call your mother, you have to go home. And then Matt's there, and Matt's like, oh, I'm sorry. Nobody was drinking, just these two idiots. And, like, Sergeant Michaels is like, yeah, I already took care of that. But um, do you know where the do – you, is your dog home? Because I just found a dog on the side of the road, was hit by a car, um, and I thought it was, was yours. Well, he says, like, does Simon still have that white dog? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, so – Happy's been hit by a car, and... Um, and so- Matt goes with Sergeant Michaels to the animal hospital, um, and Sergeant Michaels calls the Rev and Annie... Which is where this scene now takes place. Right. They're about to have some sexy time, but that like at the same time as I have the thought about like checking in on the kids, um, Sergeant Michaels calls. Um, and it's he only tells... And then Annie's like, oh, well, how did Sergeant Michaels get the cell phone number, and the Rev is like, oh, well, I might have called him before to, to ask him to check in on the kids. And then Annie was like, oh, the kids will think we don't trust them. And the Rev was like, well, they know we don't trust them. So, haha. So they're like, the, the Rev and Annie are like, we have to go home now. And they wake up the Ham, like, get the Hamiltons out of their tent. Thankfully, <sighs> she changes out of her goddamn red lingerie before they leave that tent. Cause we I don't know. She might have just put clothes on top of it. Ugh, ugh, <laughs> she could, uh, imagine the whole time she's with the family, she's wearing that underneath. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the kids will never know. But, <laughs> <laughs> ugh. <laughs> Damn. So... Matt is at the animal hospital, and the, the doctor there... Dr. Moore. Dr. Moore was like, really, I don't think we're going to know anything else tonight. You should go home and come back in the morning, because there's really not much I can do, because, like, Happy's, like, unconscious, but, like, also still breathing and stuff. So, they're like, not much to do. Um, so, got cut back. John, Keisha, and Mary are all cleaning up after the party, because they know the parents are coming home now. Or um, Keisha and Mary are. John's gone to pick up the... Oh, the other kids the from other the kids movies. Because they've been kicked out of the movie theater. Um, so Matt's, Matt gets back um, before... Oh, no, he gets back after John gets back. So um, Matt gets back and Mary's like, oh... Because Mary had called him, or he called her, and said, like, everything was fine. And Mary's like, oh, I have a feeling you were lying. And no, this doesn't happen yet. So um, this is after when he goes... Let's uh, back up here a bit. Okay. So, I'm having uh, trouble keeping this straight. <laughs> <laughs> so um, John brings home the rest of the kids. Nobody's told Simon yet. Right. Um, and si- uh, that's when Matt comes home. Matt's and like, he says, have- has someone told Simon yet? But Simon's like walks up right behind him as he's saying that. He's like, Simon, Simon's like, told me what? He makes everybody else leave, and he breaks the news to Simon, and it's this very, like, dramatic, serious scene, like... Simon, uh, Happy's been hurt. Simon's like, you're supposed to be watching her. Because Simon didn't even want to go to the movies. He wanted to be with his dog. And, you know, Simon reacts, saying, I hate you, I hate you, tries to, like, run away. And then he's like, take me to Happy now. So so Matt takes Simon to go see Happy. We have um, what's meant to be, like, an emotional scene where Simon's, like, begging Happy to be okay. Um, and then we have Matt... 
calling. Well, first of all, Matt just walks out of the room, like the examination room. <laughs> and goes into the doctor's office and picks up the phone. Like, doesn't even ask her, like, can I use your phone? He just picks it up and calls the house. And I think at this point, the he Rev did, and Annie are home. He, they, they haven't gotten home just yet. But so um, Matt calls, Mary picks up. Matt says the dog's doing better. We get a shot of Dr. Moore, like, looking up from, like, whatever her paperwork is. He's like, no, she isn't. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Um, but he's, like, basically, he's just lied to Mary. It seems like um, the dog is still in, like, pretty bad shape. Mary, on the other side of the line, seems to have known that he was lying. He was lying. This is when all the parents come home. Right. And I think, so Mary just relays this conversation to the parents and everybody else. And then the whole family is like, well, we have to go be with, with Happy and Simon. And but before that happens, we have this completely unnecessary, ridiculous scene oh, where God. somebody was just like, I have a great idea for like for this shot. It's going to be. They thought it was going to be funny. I think this was supposed to be funny. Or like creative or some like unique like storytelling. And it wasn't. It was horrible. What we have is the parents split up the kids and like try yeah, to get the, the split. The Hamiltons are like, all right, well, ask our kids what happened. And, you ask your kids. And we're, they're trying to figure out what like the story of what happened tonight because nobody knows and what we have is i don't even know how long this scene is but too long because it shouldn't have happened in the first place it was 45 seconds to a minute long too long and um you have it's like a black background all the kids just contradicting each other's stories and then like well first of all the like matt mary well matt's matt's not there there. john john keisha and mary like admit that there was a party which was stupid they were like oh it was just supposed to be 10 people but then it turned into it was 35 max so like and then you know the little like nothing bad was happening oh well people were drinking but only two people were drinking yeah, and it's all different kids saying this, like, like yeah. completing the story. And then it goes to, like, the littler kids and Lucy, and it's like, oh, well. We were throwing, uh, I, we weren't doing anything wrong. We were just eating popcorn. We dropped popcorn. popcorn. Oh, Maybe we, we were throwing, throwing it. it. Um, and, like, um, Lynn and Ruthie being like, we didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. We were just sleeping. Um it's, I guess, supposed to be this, like, cutesy scene. Again, it doesn't work, and it's pointless, and it's stupid, and I hate right. it. And the way that they transition from child to child changes each time. Like, sometimes a new one will drop in from the top, or it'll slide, like, left and right to, like, the new frame of, of the child. And sometimes and it'll just switch from child to child without any, like, transition. transition whatsoever. But anyway, the point is... The parents don't really get, like... I guess they get all of the information, but, like... They don't really know what's each different action. perspective, so... And um, um, and the, at this point, for some reason, uh, the Hamilton uh, parents make up. They kiss um, on the staircase. The Camden parents are like, oh, mm, they're voyeurs, I guess. And, and then um, the Hamiltons go, God. <laughs> yeah, it was weird because they were coming down the steps and the Camdens got, like, were in front of the Hamiltons. And you would think, like, the Camdens were going somewhere, and, and they they didn't, you know, you would think that they walked out of frame and they left, the you know, they left the, the, the lobby area of the house, the foyer, but they're just, they got to the bottom of the steps and they just turned around to look at the Hamiltons. Like, they didn't have any purpose to go down the steps other than to witness this. Yeah, the Hamiltons kiss and make up, and the Hamilton family leaves. Um, and the Camdens all decide to go and see Matt and Simon um, because Matt's now called to say... Like, the dog's not in good shape. Like yeah, and that Simon doesn't want to leave, so they're, that they're going to be there all night. And they reach the vet uh, or the animal hospital around midnight and uh, end up sleeping there. Yes. Um, and then the next day, Happy wakes up. 
Oh, well, just before this happens, uh, Simon is sleeping with Happy on the examination table. Right, and he doesn't move all night no. because the examination table is not that wide, so, like, it's your typical, if he rolled like, over, he'd yeah. probably fall off, but he does. He apparently doesn't move at all in his sleep. So the next day, it starts, everybody's still asleep in the waiting room, and Happy wakes up and wakes Simon up, and Simon starts, like, yelling, and it's and the doc, the, the, the vet is just like, oh, she looks fine now, like, you just need to watch her for the next few days, and Simon's like, I'm not going to let her out of my sight. Then... I think Aunt Annie and, like, the Rev give, like, some little spiel on responsibility or something. And all of the kids are like, yeah, you're right. We should have, you know, done more to watch Happy. And Ruthie just goes, I don't have anything to do with that. <laughs> I don't have anything to do with this. And she rolled her eyes and, like, it was, like, the beginnings of Sass Queen Ruthie. Yeah. Like, yeah. coming so... to the forefront. Um we have the uh, But old- she did have a very valid point. No, she, she did. had nothing to do with it. The older kids all apologize to Simon and to Happy and ha- uh, and Simon and Happy have this sweet moment and by sweet I mean very very creepy. Again going back to when he was like going to be a father and that he oh. was and then he was Happy's husband. Right. Earlier in this episode when he was giving away the puppies like Ruthie was like, "Oh, let me come with you." And he was like, "This is my responsibility." <laughs> I was like, "As a father, as the father to the puppies." Um, and what we have is, uh, Simon going to happy, happy Valentine's Day. Right. <laughs> but so, not like, like Jen, like it was very much like what one would say to their like lover or something. Yeah. So something's up with Simon and this dog. <laughs> Someone should probably be watching them a little more closely. Um. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. Right. So, <laughs> what? A couple of other fashion points. Uh, we have Ruthie wearing ridiculous uh, cow pajamas with, um, I'm, th- I'm thinking they're supposed to be Tasmanian devil slippers again, but yeah, you, yeah. but they might be something else. They look like, yeah, I don't know. Lynn also the, had, um, Lola, Lynn, yeah, Lola, Lola bunny, bunny slippers. slippers on. Um, there was a lot of 90s fashion in this. I couldn't keep track of, of, of all of it, but like, like you said, like, you know, Keisha's wearing the shirt before the parents leave to go out, and then during the when they're out, she during the party, she has it tied up. But then, you know, when they're cleaning up before the parents are supposed to get home, she's wearing it the correct way again. Um, whatever Mary was wearing during the party was like a very actually everyone at the party and in the opening scene of the the high school were like the it was such a nineties so like nineties fashion smacking yeah. you in the face. So much plaid, so much like you know turtlenecks. Oh like, yeah, yeah turtlenecks. There were a lot of turtlenecks. Um, because it's supposed to be winter now, so yeah. Yeah, a lot of like heavy flannel and plaid everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah but that, I mean, that's basically it. That's the episode. What are you going to rate this one, Aaron? <laughs> I'm going to give it like a two. Two? I was going to give it a two. Yeah, I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to give it a two as well. Um, just, I mean, just for that scene where all the kid, the kids' faces and the lingerie and the... Oh, God, the lingerie. Oh, but this is the first of, like, I think what are going to be, like, ten Valentine's Day episodes because that's, like, the one holiday that they never miss on this show. Ugh, great. Fantastic. So, oh, it gets worse as it goes on. I can pro- there's one. There's one Valentine's Day episode that is... Uh, well, well, actually, there are two <laughs> that I can think of right now. The Valentine's Day ones usually tend to be pretty memorable. So, um, but this one, a little, little less memorable. So... Um, That's it. Yeah, do all our social media stuff that we bother you about at the end of every episode. Like, rate, subscribe, give us stars on iTunes, at Camden Cast Show on Twitter. Camden Cast on Tumblr. Um, Camden Cast on Facebook. 
Camdcast, Camdcast. Camdcast, Camdcast. Camdcast, find us on the internet. Share us on SoundCloud. I don't know. Do, do whatever you feel like doing. <laughs> um, I'm Erin. And I'm Tanvi. And this was Camdcast. <laughs>